We are back from the Trump press secretary tryouts. Spoiler alert, we didn't win. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you. As always, I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? Uh, our great show lined up. We've got some How You Be Durin, some wacky news, and our special guest on this episode, check it out, John Caparulo. I'm excited about that. Without further ado, let me go ahead and bring in the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right. I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's honorable mention father of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! Greetings and salutations, I guess. Another balmy day here in the summer in uh, North Carolina, and we appreciate you tuning in. By the way, we did we did get Miss uh, Congeniality for the uh, press secretary. Yeah, trials. we did. We, we tried so hard. Yeah, they, I guess they felt sorry for us. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, that was a tough job. I'm kind of glad we, we didn't win that one. I, I'm, I'm actually sad to see Spicy leave. He was always <laughs> for good humor. And plus, Saturday Night Live skits. I mean, geez. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hey, thanks for tuning in once again. You can find us at the interwebs at southernfryphilosophy.com. You can also find us on the Instagram and Twitters at SFP Radio, Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can uh, go to Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher and uh, listen to our episodes there. You can please subscribe. Please give do us it. a like give and also give us a review. iTunes uh, especially likes the reviews uh, due to their algorithms and it helps us, uh, helps people to easily find us when they or looking for guests or keywords or also our name. So it's really that. not that hard. You see like the five stars, just click five and just write cool on the bottom of it. It's really not that <laughs> difficult. Y'all. Well, there you go. I just, come on, I'll give you a dollar. If somebody will just write a review, I'll give them a dollar right now. There you go. 10,000 <laughs> 10, reviews coming right now. So. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in as always. Yeah. Let's do a, a quick business meeting before we get started. Um, I want to give some shout outs to Lisa Crouch and Michael Van Dyke. Hey, y'all. Some strong work this week on Facebook. I really appreciate you pushing out the show. Uh, every time I flipped it on, it was like, hey, somebody's sharing a photo or, hey, somebody's doing this. So great job on that. We've got another event that's coming up. It is uh, August the 5th. We will be uh, doing a tour of Whiskey Prison. So come check check out Whiskey Prison with Southern Fried Philosophy. Uh, again, August 5th, you go to whiskeyprison.com. You click on 8-5 as your date, and we will be doing the 12-30 tour. Uh, we don't want it to get too awfully hot, so we'll be doing the 12-30 tour around there. So you could tour the Whiskey Prison with Southern Fried Philosophy. Uh, another uh, housekeeping tip, I'm going to give you, out of the last five episodes the top three cities that has listened to our ep- our uh, episodes. You want to guess what number three is? Number three? Uh, Salem, Massachusetts. You would think, because it's it's witch, witchcraft up there. Right, right. But no. Uh, Tim, do you have any, any suggestions what it would be? Number um, three city that listens to our show? Waco, Texas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way, this introduced Tim. Oh, yeah. So Tim is the winner of the annual... Uh, 
our first anniversary first anniversary contest that we did on Facebook Live. You're right. So, so the, one of your prizes was to come listen to us idiots. Do he, the show. he didn't want to come. He, we dragged him. Yeah. We, we actually was contract, contractual him. obligation that he had to fulfill. So. <laughs> he is also now the press secretary for the Trump administration. <laughs> He's got his hands full. Um, but so no, it's not. It is Charlotte, North Carolina, is our number three listen most listened well, I'm city. Glad, I'm glad our home home area home yeah. Uh, yeah. And then number two is a little bit closer to home, which is Concord. So I'm I'm grateful for that. But then the number one city, the number one city that listens to this podcast, any clue who it could be. My hometown. You would think. Yeah. Oh, no. But it's not. It is Tokyo. How in the world? Tokyo. So we're big in Tokyo. We are massive in Tokyo. Wow. Probably that? because I weigh like the the weight of like four of those little Japanese people. But, I, I, you know what? Sumo stature. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those sumos. Yeah. So I think. Good night. Because maybe, maybe, sumo wrestling is like, that, they're like legit. gods. Yeah. So. Maybe that's why. They're like, hey, there's a big one. Maybe we need, maybe we need get like a, uh, one of those caricature of you as sumo <laughs> and says, I'm big in Tokyo. I'm big in Tokyo. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. Um, interesting facts. That is. And I think uh, I think we're getting like several cities in, in the Netherlands, too. They're yeah. Like following Shouts up. out. It's, just, that, that shows you like the keyword search. Obviously, yep. you know, certain countries and city, bigger cities in those countries are, are searching key topics that we're talking about. So I, I think it's pretty cool how that affects the algorithms maybe but maybe they're just searching southern and fried because they want to be biscuits because i think we talk oh, about biscuits yeah. about every day that's probably it or poop stories because <laughs> that's also number one on our yeah, tags or 12 year old 12 year olds that are actually men yeah. <laughs> right uh, i'm gonna ask you like i ask you every week mojo how you be doing what burns my biscuits in the summertime oh no here it comes you step outside and you're already need another shower hold on i mean so this is this is gonna be a, what what burns your biscuits yeah yeah get about the curveball ricky <laughs> give him a heater <laughs> a little on the outside um no I, today I walked out you know today was not as hot as not as yeah we were you right know, it was probably 80s lower 90s not too awful but uh i mean i walked from the car mm. to home depot mm-hmm. entrance and full-on sweat yeah, I mean, you thought I would have run from the parking lot, like ran around like a car a couple sprint. times, yeah, and then went in. But no, no. Well, Tim, how, you you bike. How do you handle this heat? Well, I roll out at about four forty-five a.m. Well, uh, nope, so I'm out. Cheats. I'm out. I ain't handling that. He circles the circles the block and comes back. Four <laughs> forty-five in the morning. I do, and usually on the weekends, sometimes around six thirty with the guys. But that's the way to beat the heat. But the older uh. I've gotten. Mm-mm. It's hard to handle. Yeah, dude, I'm not. I'm not having that, any of that. Four forty-five. I'm getting up to go to the bathroom and going back to bed. I ain't handling that four forty-five stuff. Mm. I go. I go to. A, I go to our one of our former podcasts, our previous podcast with Dave, uh, personal trainer Dave Bittner. Oh yeah. Yeah, I go to his garage gym at about five o'clock in the morning. Are you so, serious? And right now it's like a hot box. You know, mm. going in there. So I can't. I can't do the I cycling can't. thing, but working out you know, in the mornings is. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I should probably get up in that. I'm, I keep asking. I'm like, man, can we just pay the twenty bucks? And I go to Planet Fitness, <laughs> <laughs> where it's nice and air conditioned. Air conditioner there. How about I just pay your air conditioning bill? We'll just get a. We'll, we'll enclose it, put a window. Yeah, in. good night. Um, so that burns your biscuits, just the heat, dude. I, yeah, and the older I get, more the more miserable I am. So yeah, yeah. So anyone that's above the Mason Dixon line that doesn't have to deal with the uh, humidity, that's, I kind of envy you this time of year, not mm-hmm. with the snow, but. Jeez, yeah, it's bad. 
Um, I think for me, I don't understand. I've got this. My my voice has changed a little bit. I've got this summer Puberty. cold. Well, I finally hit it. Thank the Lord. Um, I got this summer cold thing going on, and I don't understand how you can have a cold in the summertime. I mean, just the fact that it says cold, it's like a hundred degrees outside, and I got a cold. Like that doesn't that just doesn't jive with me. If but you can't call it like a summer heat. That doesn't make sense. But it's like the drainage and all that junk that's coming down. So that's definitely no fun. And then uh, an update in the Big and Manor cabin. Uh, we we had a, a leak in that son of a gun. And hey, buddy, we got to run a new line all the way down to the that cabin, all the way down there. Yeah. About a quarter of an acre. Mm, that ain't cheap. No just, sir. Just put it as as, a, as we say in the south. Just run a hose pipe. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. But uh, yeah, we got to run uh, about a, a quarter of an acre line all the way down out there. And mm. have the other bids come in. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm just going to tell my wife, please don't quit your day job. Yeah. Please, just yeah. keep keep going. You might, so. In fact, you might need to pick up another day job <laughs> or a nighttime job You're or right. start driving Uber. Yeah. Oh, All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have uh, some wacky news. And um, our special guest, John Caparulo, you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Bigging. Summer is made for grilling and chilling, and you too can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order, and if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. All right, some wacky news. You ready for this, buddy? You Hit okay? Me. Hit me one more time. Uh, have you experienced the Shark Week? Are you uh, are you down with the Shark Week this this year? Uh, I'm never down with Shark Week, but mm. I but I did, I did eat Mexican last week, so I'm down with Shark Week. Mm. <laughs> I see what you did there, well, you ladies and gentlemen. Poop stories. And well, stuff, yeah. we got to get one in. Tim, are you a, are you a big uh, Shark Week fan? We watch it occasionally. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I don't go in the ocean anymore. That's why I'm sorry. <laughs> it does affect me. There's, man, there's killer sharks and jellyfish and bacteria mm. and ocean lice and all that kind of stuff now. Who wants to go in the ocean? I can see why. Well, I think one of the big things this, this year was Michael Phelps' race as a great white shark. Did you watch that special? Hmm. So evidently, Michael Phelps, the whole the whole lead up was that Phelps is supposed to, to race this great white shark. Um, and it turns out that it was just, you know, a simulation. So according to the Hollywood reporter, Michael Phelps raced a great white shark for shark week. Um, the, the special on the discovery channel, but apart from stepping into a cage to get up close and personal with the sea creature, Phelps was not actually swimming in the water alongside the shark. Instead, the data on the shark's top swimming speed was collected and producers used CGI to simulate the shark swimming in the water side by side Phelps. 
Uh, this left many viewers disappointed, and they hit to Twitter for sharing the reactions. So we knew that Phelps wasn't going to be actually like racing a shark. Well, see, I didn't know how they were going to do it. I, I did see a couple of the ads pop up for it, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. I thought maybe they had like a split pool. Or, you would think that yeah, would have been some, a lot something. cooler. But uh, but it was just like the stupid CGI thing. It had been kind of cool if they like tied you know, a couple like juicy steaks or something right. on, on his feet and just said, here you go. I would have been down with that. Give you or, a five second head start. At least, or anything that looked any semi decent. If you watch the special, like it's the worst CGI and the worst like thing at the end. They had like a, a racing end zone. Uh, and then the shark at the very end just jumps out of the water and gets a seal. But it was, it looked like it wasn't even close to being <laughs> together. So it was awful. Really? <laughs> but uh, the thing that I love about the Twitter went, uh, went ballistic on it and said, if you think I'm about to waste an hour of my life watching Michael Phelps race a shark, then you're absolutely correct. Uh, another person wrote, great white shark, top speed, 25 miles an hour. Michael Phelps, top speed, six miles an hour. I just saved you an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so the shark basically just cleaned house. Oh, yeah, 25 miles an hour. And, like, Phelps is doing six. And then it's, like, not even... Like Phelps had like a fin on the back, so it wasn't it really wasn't even him swimming just by himself. So he had an extra mermaid. fin on it. Yeah. Um, so somebody said, uh, shaking my head, Michael Phelps isn't actually racing a shark; he's just racing a simulation of a shark. Biggest scam in 2017. Uh, I will say, Marcus, if that's their biggest scam of 2017, <laughs> you're living a good life, my friend. <laughs> maybe, maybe the uh, maybe Michael Phelps colluded with the Russians. <laughs> maybe I think that's it. Uh, turns out Michael Phelps racing a shark was really just Michael Phelps swims along alone and then compares his time to a shark's time. Great job. Uh, so I just thought that some of those reactions were pretty funny off Twitter. So. No, some of the uh, like stuffed animal sharks or the cartoon sharks that they posted, <laughs> I, I did see those on Twitter. Right. So. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Do you have a, a wacky news? Well, one thing I got to say is yep. if you want to ever like a TV station or movie or uh -huh. an actor or actress speaks out, if you ever want to gauge what, the, what society is thinking, go to Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They are relentless, man. They don't care. It's, some of it's just, like like we always say, it's comedy gold. Mm -hmm. So I tell you, some of the best crap is out there on, on Twitter. Just <laughs> yeah, to make, right. Just to laugh at things. A felon named Felony charged with new felonies. So so there, that's the actual name is Felony? Yeah. Um, Oregon man, a 22-year-old uh, named Felony Hudson, is accused of felony kidnapping, <laughs> felony eluding, felony possession of a stolen vehicle, and several other misdemeanors <laughs> after police pursued him across state lines. What were their parents thinking? Like, was, was their brother, sister, and misdemeanor? Like, I maybe, mean, they were, maybe they were French, <laughs> and it's supposed to be spelled Faloni. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, that that is a prophecy fulfilled, my friend. I mean, come on. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, that uh, would be like my dad actually naming me Biggin. Yeah. Like, well, okay, or, you know, I just won. You know, or Jeffrey Dahmer's parents parents naming him like Cannibal, or <laughs> Hannibal the Cannibal, or you know that's awful. Yeah, I mean, geez. So felony. Yeah, wow. felony. Nice job. Yeah, way middle, to live up to your life. His middle name's uh, Capital Punishment. No, I'm just kidding. It's not <laughs> it. Probably, probably will end up that way. I'm just telling <laughs> you that. Yeah, it would be kind of funny. CA in the house or CP. Mm. I'll give you another one. All right. A uh, company says Fort Myers woman's claim of an iguana leg in a jar of pizza sauce was just mold. What? So uh, this lady. <laughs> an iguana leg? Yeah. This lady took to social media uh -huh. um, the, early this week, <laughs> and she posted a picture, of course, on the iguana social leg? media. And it, this, like, green structure piece of looks uh -huh. like an L. Okay. Uh, she, you know, basically 
just trashed this yeah. company online, saying that, that uh, it looked like an iguana leg, huh. and she was pretty adamant that it wasn't an iguana leg. <laughs> Uh, basically, what happened? Like, I, I, supposedly she got food poisoning or sick from this jar well, yeah. sauce. She didn't put two and two together, so she ate another round and got you know, the repeat. So uh, then, I guess she poured out the rest of the, the uh, jar of sauce, and then there you go. So if you if you get sick once, that's my cue. I, like I throw it away, I throw it out. But it could be user error, just because it was mold. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah. you know she may have ate the first round like in January, <laughs> and then you know how most people let stuff sit in their fridge for yeah. you know mm-hmm. a year or two. How long? Then, how long do you you throw stuff out? How how many time? How often do you go through your fridge and throw uh, stuff? About every out? three weeks. Three weeks. Stuff. Yeah, because like even like dressings that you would buy only yeah. last like two weeks. Open. So legitimately, every three weeks mm-hmm. you throw your stuff away. Tim, how often do you go through your fridge and throw stuff out? Just when there's a power outage for like eight or nine hours, <laughs> but it also depends too. Because some like some things like um, I've got like pickled ginger or pickled mm-hmm. pickles or I got you um, or like there's a Korean uh, paste, <laughs> Korea, Korean pepper paste we use called gochujang. Bless you, bless you. That uh, I mean, it's been in there for six months and it's mm. okay. So, um, but yeah, dude, I, I I've got salad dressing in there since 2014 and I've moved twice. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that happen? I think that you know. I think that's probably the most common. I think a lot yeah. of people keep your stuff in there. So. Yeah, I will say that my wife yells at my father, my dad, her father-in-law, for keeping stuff in the fridge so often. And then last week, I literally pulled something out. And I'm like, this has been been expired for a year and a half. To go, like, mm. to, a to-go box from Texas Roadhouse. We haven't been to Texas Roadhouse what in our anniversary, <laughs> our fifth year anniversary. That was eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. So. No, I mean it's like salad dressing or whatever. But anyway. Um, speaking of spoiled things, chocolate milk. Uh, we talked about chocolate milk last last time on the show, and how people actually thought that chocolate milk came from actual chocolate cows, chocolate cows, or brown cows, y'all. Um, but now, um, San Francisco bans chocolate milk in schools. This is from um, Elizabeth Sherman, and I'm assuming from the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, last week, San Francisco banned chocolate milk from their public schools, the last frontier of an effort to urge sugary foods from cafeteria and vending machines. This ban will go into the fall, will go into effect this fall at elementary and middle schools. What's your What's your opinion on chocolate milk? In, uh, just in one one step closer to fascism. You know, before long, <laughs> we're going to be wearing all the same uniforms and the, the badges on the arms. Yeah, here it is. According to the report, the San Francisco Chronicle, the ban removes thirty five to forty calories from the students' daily meals. Uh, I guess they don't need that calories to learn. Thirty five to forty calories, and we're kicking out chocolate milk. But Y'all, here, but here's the thing: like, uh, there's a new recent study. I, I don't have it pulled up, but there's mm-hmm. a new recent study saying that um, all this fat-free food and, mm-hmm. and low calorie and stuff like that, you yeah. need the calorie and fat, yeah. especially a, a brain of a kid in yep. the process. So, you're, you're exactly right. So I don't, I don't know. Yep, there in 2015, there's a Pew study that says that we're that we're not getting enough fat and calories uh, Health, that, healthy that fat, we need. Yeah. Yep, and so, um, but uh, through all of this, we're just kicking out chocolate milk. Y'all, I mean, what happened to our childhood? I mean, chocolate milk. Yeah, school, uh, school, square pizza and chocolate milk. That was the two highlights of lunch at school. Oh man, when it was square pizza day, yeah, you thought that I Every died Friday. and go to heaven. And then when you went to co- when when I went to high school, we actually had like McDonald's and Domino's and Taco Bell in the school. That's nice. That was the craziest thing ever. We had like we had the salmonella salad bar. Okay, and, that was uh, good. Which the toppings were uh, also uh, versatile with the uh, baked potato botulism bar. <laughs> So, how, how often did the kids go around that one? <laughs> they, they were, was, was that a heavy hitter? I, they, were, they were never utilized. <laughs> I, I got French fries every day. Was, of course. Edible. 
Yeah, I can't believe we're just getting we. There's an assault on chocolate milk in America, and and if there's anything that that Southern Fried Philosophy is going to stop, it's going to stop this attack on chocolate milk. But you know, it it would have to start in New York City or uh, it San would. Francisco. It don't stop. I mean, that's where it starts, and then it tries to go to Middle America, and we say, yeah. oh no, yeah, no, nah, you ain't taking my chocolate milk. That's right. San Francisco has also had some other successful bands, like they've now mm-hmm. convinced or uh, convinced people to stop using bottled water. <laughs> Um, that's, that's because, you know, the, the, you. the bottles and stuff, I guess, sort of playing right. it. Mm. And several other things. I think they've also are, have adopted or adopting the uh, sales tax on uh, soda. No, oh, there you go. So instead, mm. of, instead of a six-pack of Coke costing what, $2.99, it's going to cost like $8.99. So. Are you $8.99 mm. for a six-pack? That's a new sin tax wow. on uh, soda. Y'all. Hmm. There, there's nothing can go wrong there. No, there's not. Speaking of things that can't go wrong, um, we did a Facebook question of the week. Are there are there noises that drive you mad? And we've got a ton of responses on that. Some of them, the most popular, were like people that chew gum, um, nails on the chalkboard. Well, I think those are pretty normal. Uh, smacking or chewing, um, things like that. So um, there's a new study out, and uh, this is from Time Health, mind you. Um, if you've been tempted to confront someone slurping their soup in a restaurant or a person breathing loudly next to you in the movie theater is enough to make you your blood boil, you're not alone. You may be one of the many people suffering from a genuine brain abnormality called misophonia. <laughs> misophonia. Hmm. Insert joke there. Did, um, did the onion do the study or something? <laughs> no, this is time health. Okay. Uh, misophonia uh, disorder, which means sufferers have a hatred of sound such as eating, chewing, loud breathing, or even repeated pen clicking, was first named a condition in 2001. Over the years, they've been skeptical over it, but then they're like, well, let's go ahead and try it. So a team in UK, Newcastle University, has proven that it's actually a uh, – there's a difference in peoples that have this, their brains from the lobe. Uh, and, and opposed to non-sufferers. So in a report published in the cur- current biology, scientists said that scans of misophobia sufferers found changes of brain activity when a trigger sound was heard. Brain imaging re- revealed that they their brains went into overdrive on hearing those trigger sounds. And it could invoke heightened physiological response with increased heart rate and sweating. So it could be almost like you're having a heart attack. Well, also, also on the end of the report, it said nine out of ten serial killers approve of this message. <laughs> but it really is a true story. Um, for the study, the team used MRI, an MRI to measure the brain activity with people with misophonia. I still want to just make a joke there. Uh, while, they were, crew. <laughs> while they were listening to the range of sounds. So there were categories in, in three different things. Neutral sounds, which is rain in a busy cafe and water boiling. An unpleasant sound, such as a crying baby, a person screaming, and a trigger, and trigger sounds, such as breathing or eating. Um, whenever they were presented with those sounds, misophonia presented different results than other people that didn't have the condition. So they are actually saying that it's a real study and with real issues. So we'll see. Are there are there sounds that drive you nuts that you can't you just can't take? Um, I think the, that that sound when you're in a deep sleep, you know, you haven't slept for three or four days, and you finally hit that. That I have rim no stage. Idea what that means, but yeah. okay. And all of a sudden, you hear the the dog going to oh, about yeah, to vomit. Yeah, yeah. and mm. uh, and you know that you got to go find it, so you yell the dog's name, and then mm-hmm. you're very skeptical because you're not sure if you're going to find a wet spot with your feet. Right. So that's that's my biggest one. So that's the biggest sound in my wife's voice. Oh, yeah. Ouch! I'm not gonna. Just kidding. I'm not gonna just. go there. Tim, what about you? Any any sounds that just drive you bananas? Uh, I posted on your Facebook page. Um, Gum popping. Gum popping. Can't can't deal with it. Mm. 
the one that drives me bananas are, are, are fingernail, fingernail clippings or like toenail clippings or like that. Uh, people are actually clipping. Yes. They're, um, at work, people were doing it at their cubicles. And I'm like, mm. we're going to face your fear and we're, I'm going to take you to like one of these nail salons. Listen, my father-in-law, I don't know how many times he clips his nails, but he does it every time I'm around. I think he just does it just to get a reaction. <laughs> he waits till you're around. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, how often do you have to clip your nails? Because <laughs> I just want to throw up every time I hear it. So I'm, I, I guess I have that. So misophonia, I guess hmm. I got it. So anyway, so that's, uh, that's why we asked that question. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, special guest John Caparulo will be in the house, so we're excited to have him. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. takes a customer three seconds to decide whether to stay or leave your website that's why a crisp clean and user-friendly website is one of the best ways to market and help and grow your business at webmerized web design we offer that and much more they pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at affordable prices are you a small business no problem we can cater to small businesses by working with their clients every step of the way to meet their needs and expectations. Their number one goal is to partner with their clients to help and grow their business with a successful website. They work for every client, no matter the size. So if you'd like a great website, go to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D.com, or you could check out their link on the sponsors link of our website. If you mention the word Biggin, you'll get 10% off your website design order. Again, webmerize.com. Check them out. Uh, we've got our special guest uh, with us, John Caparulo. Uh, John, uh, he's a comedian, is perhaps best known as his underdressed everyday man of the former e-hit show, uh, Chelsea Lately. He's also made multiple appearances on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Comedy Central Presents, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Next Generation of Blue Collar Comedy, and a standout performer in Vincent Vaughn's Wild West Comedy Show. He had uh, two actually um, Netflix one-hour specials, uh, one in 2009, one in 2013. And currently he does a Madcap Hour, which actually is now the Domestic Disputes podcast. And he does touring uh, around the country doing some stand-up. So, John, really appreciate you being on the show, man. No, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. And evidently, uh, this is Mojo, evidently um, you have a following of Trump supporters. Evidently, I saw from a clip. Uh, <laughs> yeah, following with, with pitchforks and torches, I think, is, uh, <laughs> is how they're following me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I did um, rub a few of those the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> one enough to throw a glass at me. So, um, Just curious, what were, the, what were the contents of that glass at? Uh, you know, the, uh, all I felt was glass, but, um, the, uh, it, it could have, I, I think it was empty. Um, <laughs> of course it was. Uh, yeah. 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 She didn't want to, she didn't want to waste any liquor on me. <laughs> I think she just, uh, she just wanted to hit me with a glass, which, uh, you know, it's the first time that's ever happened to me. And, uh, fortunately it was on tape. So yeah, you know yeah. what? It all, uh, you know, I just try to ne make a negative out of a positive, or a positive <laughs> out of a negative. I'm sure. Uh, but uh, it, um, it was, wow. yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a situation. I mean, if you if we saw the clip, I don't know if we saw the whole set, 
when when I was recording Catholics. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, as a comic, just from a professional standpoint, I just I was just proud of you know what I was able to 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 do with comedically with that set because I really hmm. thought that show was going to come to a crashing halt. <laughs> <laughs> you never know which because way to go. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it got ugly. People were yelling mm-hmm. at that woman, and 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 you know, I mean, you know, I it didn't like if you look at the the recording. I mean, I I, I didn't even move. Like, I mean, <laughs> you just, I just watched the glass hit me in the belly. Like, Your like, ninja I, skills I, were insane. I, I trust my gut to absorb, <laughs> to absorb the blow. I'll be fine. We also. And, uh, also, if you watch, I'm sorry. Also, if you watch the clip, it's not like you said that you wanted to assassinate the president. You just happened to make no. a tongue-in-cheek comment. So, really, of all Trump jokes <laughs> are made, even that I've made. I mean, that one I think even Trump would be like okay with. Like, be, I mean, I mean, like I don't think I would get up, end up on any list for that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, because really, yeah, I mean, it was just a, it, it was basically just implying that he's a dick. Right. <laughs> if you, if you, uh, I know. Yeah. I, if I, can I say that? Yeah, uh, you're, yeah. Good. But, you're good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, trust me, that's as bad as I'll get. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's just that's all I, I meant. I was just uh, it's saying that about it, and I really think that Trump himself would be like, yeah, that's kind of me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, I think he's okay with that. I think anybody who runs for president is essentially, you know, right. okay with, with being that, you know, because well, I mean, th- that's the job. One thing that I, I, I want to go back to, you said you rubbed a Trump supporter the wrong way. Is there a right way to, to rub a Trump supporter? I don't know if that's even possible. Um, boy, they're, they're yeah, you really got to tiptoe around a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess, I mean, no, I mean, not, <laughs> you can't rub you can't rub a Trump supporter the right way and feel good about yourself. I mean, <laughs> it's like you're, you're just really pandering to a lot. You're really ignoring a lot of stuff. Yeah, you, no doubt. If you really, uh, uh, you know, praise and I don't want to say him personally so much as his administration. I mean, because that's what you know sure. when you talk about a president, it's just it, it's 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 the guys. You know, it's it's the whole group, really, that they bring in, you know, who's sure. running the place and yeah. or who has been running the place <laughs> yeah. since before they got there. So it is what it is. So, John, know, but, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, it's 20 years. This year. Wow. How did you get yeah, started? Yeah. Uh, well, I was, um, I was I was I always really saw myself doing this from about the time I was. I'd say 12 or 13, hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I was, you know, I would tell stories and people would laugh at them and, um, you know, and then, and then it'd be like, Hey, tell that story again. And I would add, I would add more to it, you know, and, and add more punchlines. And I, I realized that like, it was really just infectious. I mean, like, I always tell people like how, I mean, how I really got bitten by the bug was just, uh, um, I mean, you, can I say I pooped my pants? No, yeah. my pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, basketball practice. It's great. And um, potentially soul-crushing event for somebody sure. who's 11. And um, I, I, what ended up happening, I mean, it was not uh, it was not fun, um, which most of the situations I talk about on stage are not fun when they happen. <laughs> but it's like I was able to take this thing and, 
and, and tell a story, you know, to people like my friends are like, you know, I think they waited like a year or two and they're like, <laughs> well, what, what happened that night at basketball practice? And I'm like, and I told them the story and I mean, they're falling down laughing. And I realized I took this thing that was potentially soul crushing and I mm. turned it into this, 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 you know, positive that I'm now I'm glad. I mean, cause all that really cost me was pants. <laughs> and, uh, maybe my socks. Dignity. Shirt tail. It really, for that moment, it was like, I'm glad that happened because I was able to take this mm. painful experience and, and have people laugh with me about it. And that is so and it just unbelievably mm. um, addictive. It really is. It's a, it's a great rush. And uh, so I, I just, from there, I, I went to college I, and I, you know, I just kind of was afraid to go on stage and, and, you know, cause I didn't think, well, what if I'm not as good as I think, you know, I could be, or, or my friends think I'll be really. And, 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 you know, I just, I just kind of, you know, I, I wavered a bit until I was like 21 and I was finishing up college and I'm like, man, all the other kids in the classes really seem to care about these classes. <laughs> and uh, I just don't. I mean, I mean, I, I, I just, it just doesn't, I, I picked a major off a list and went, oh, that sounds cool. And I'm stuck with it. And it's like, I don't, you know, I just, I, I wasn't going to fit into the workforce. And I mean, when you're, you know, I was in Ohio and I was, you know, surrounded by friends who were actually going out and pursuing the, the, their fields of study their, you know, and getting real grown up jobs. And I was like, man, I am going to be the biggest loser and uh i i just like i thought you know what i'm gonna i'm just gonna do what i always wanted to do i'm like i'm not gonna tell anybody i'm gonna go do it i'm just gonna yeah. i'm just gonna go do it and uh i went i did it and uh and 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 it was it was just it was uh, i never looked back really after that it was just i knew that's what i was gonna do wow one of the things i do respect you uh, for is just your creative side. And, and I've heard before, like you don't take jokes, you want everything to be yours and you want to own it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, how do you come up with your jokes and like, what is, what is the, the creative side of that? Like, how do you make that happen? I mean, it's, it's really, um, you know, I mean, I complain a lot, and I seem to make, <laughs> which is easy. I seem to make complaining funny. I mean, cause it's really, it's not funny at home. My wife gets really tired of it. I mean, she, my wife was a fan of mine before she met me like that's how you know we came into contact it was like i did a Atta show boy. back at my alma mater kent state and she realized when i got home i kept talking and um, <laughs> and, and, and it got less and less funny as time went on but but uh she, you know she stuck with me and um you know we, it, it really is like a, a thing where it's just like i take my personal life experience and i just like there's little things that you, you don't even think about, but then all of a sudden it's just like, it, you know, like it, it just sort of this bell goes off where you're just like, oh, wait a minute. That mm -hmm. is really something that I could mess with or, or, or people could relate to that maybe is a bigger deal than I think it is or whatever. And I, mm -hmm. I just, you know, I, I, I just start to, I, I really write on stage generally. Hmm. Um, you know, I just, I sort of have an idea. And I start to roll with it. Um, with Caplets, it's really hard because it's like, 
I ran out of reserve material about <laughs> eight episodes in. Now we're on, we're on, I think we're on 41 coming up tomorrow. Wow. I still don't have a set written for tomorrow. I have no idea what I'm going to do. But it's like, you know, it, it's, it, that's what the great challenge is, is like, just, you know, like, let's just come up with something from dust mm. and, uh, and make people laugh. And I, I mean, that's, uh, I, that's, I, that's what I love about comedy. That's what I love and hate about comedy because mm. it really mm. is stressful. You know, when you have nothing and you're like, I got to come up with something and, and then you do. And it's so gratifying. There's just, it, I always say comedy for me is better than sex because I'm kind of good at it. So it's, uh, <laughs> Which one? It, it really is. Yeah, it really is. A, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful art form mm-hmm. when, uh, when, when, it, when it goes well, when nobody throws anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the caps. Those are like just some monthly stand up bits that you do on Facebook, right? That, uh. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're all over. The, they're on Facebook. They're on um, YouTube. They're on my website, johncaparulo.com. I mean, I I just started doing them um, a few years ago when, like, I you know, somebody had, had, like, taken a cell phone video, like, of one of my sets in, like, Minnesota. I was mm-hmm. at a casino gig or something. And, you know, generally comics over the years, it's like we work on material for a few years. And then we go and we put out another, you know, hour special or whatever, mm. based, you know, with all that material that we've sure. been working on and crafting for years. But in this day and age, it's, it's you know, even if somebody doesn't take a video of you, they're, they're, they're going to be able to, like, pass around what you said or whatever on the Internet. I mean, just because we're just so uh, connected right. anymore. And uh, so I just thought, well, how if, if somebody's going to, you know, basically pirate my stuff and put it on you know somewhere i might as well be take charge of that and i thought (laughs) i i I thought yeah well let's just i'll just i'll just do instead of doing like an album i'll do singles so Mm. i just i basically just you know record a new five seven eight minute set every month of whatever i can come up with and um and put it out to the masses we just started on the last one doing it live so I really have no net. So, <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, but it, it, it really is. I'm proud of what the body of work that, that, yeah. that I have there now. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it, it hasn't made me any money. But, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Welcome to our world. The love of the game. So, yeah, you know how it is. So yeah. It's, uh, it just, uh, you know, it, you just, it, it really does come down. Because I think that's, the case with comedy or really any art in general is, you know, by the time you actually make money or anything like that, it's, it's, you know, it it really is. It's so far gone from when you needed it or anything. So (laughs) it's like you, you really just have to love the art for the art Mm. or you're not going to get much out of it. And I've always loved the art. Wow. What's, uh, What's one of the craziest jobs that you had before becoming a professional comedian? Oh, crazy jobs. Well, you know, I, um, my favorite jobs were always the, uh, like this sort of, um, grunt work, I guess. Mm. Uh, like, you know, when I worked at a, I worked at a few golf courses. Nice. Um, I, that was, <laughs> so it was interesting. I mean, cause I could basically turn my brain off or at least, start you know write material while i'm mowing or whatever <laughs> right. i mean yeah. you know and it's like you know but i mean we had it was fun there i mean because it was like you know it was like going to camp almost a lot of times i mean <laughs> we would 
You know, we, I've talked about it on stage. I've, I mean, you know, getting attacked by a swan, and I got <laughs> uh, it's not fun. And uh, I got we used to catch gophers, like just like Bill Murray in Caddyshack, like, like where you flood them out and they come out all, all wet and mad. And uh, they um, gophers are not they're not friendly. Uh, so we uh, we used to like catch them, and they wanted us to kill them. And I'm like, dude, I'll. I'll let him loose on another golf course. Yeah, that's I, right. can't, I can't. Why would I? I can't kill him. Anything that has has you know furs and fur and eyes that I can see, I, I just I just can't kill him. I, sure. I mean, I, I just can't do that. So I mean, I can I can trap him, you know, but or whatever and get him out of there. But I, that's it. And so uh, I mean, because the best they had to offer was they're like, I'm like, how do you kill him? And they're like, you have to just bang him with a shovel <laughs> so they stop moving. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I, really? Like, that's where we've progressed to in all these years is that's if, if we have we just have bludgeoned him with a shovel until he's dead. And I'm like, I you don't just walk away from that and just go eat lunch. You, I, you can't. That's not something that you, that's, that's going to stick with you. So sure. I. Well, me and my friend used to do is we used to catch them and then we'd 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 put them out in the middle of the fairway, and uh, um, and there was a hawk. There were two hawks actually that lived on our course, and there was this hawk that like would always it lived between the first and tenth fairway uh, where I worked, and and it would just it, it was I don't know what it did after we stopped working there because I mean it was basically domesticated, but uh, <laughs> it, like it would just wait up there in the tree, swoop down. And we'd, we'd just be like, here you go, buddy. We'd throw it out in the middle, and uh, and we just watched basically the Discovery Channel happen in front of us, which uh, golfers would get mad for it. They're like, hey, what's going We're trying to play through. I'm like, you're going to hit your ball in the lake anyway. Shut up. It doesn't, watch this. This is awesome. And uh, one time we caught a really big one, and um, – like the hawk, I remember came down and it was like it like looked at us almost like, "What do you expect me to do with it?" <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like a it was almost like a groundhog. I mean, it was huge. And uh, so he grabbed a hold of it, like he used it as his claw, and and like starts to take off with it. And then all of a sudden, the hawk just drops <laughs> to the ground. And it was like, "Oh no!" It was like it was like remember Jaws two. When sure. uh, when when the when the shark ate the helicopter, yeah. you know, like all the kids are like, "Yay, we're safe!" Oh no, no maybe not. Oh, no. <laughs> they're like, "Oh no, if that gopher beats the hawk, he's coming for us." <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, but the hawk ended up winning the battle. Mm. Uh, it was a struggle, but it was still stuff like that was just like if, if I didn't end up doing comedy, it's like those jobs were the type of jobs I I really would just prefer to do where where I could just you know sort of just have fun all day with, you know, my buddies and goof off and, right. and you know, and wait till the boss got drunk and, and drove home. So <laughs> we'd all leave too. If you ever, if you ever need uh, more material, just uh, be an Uber driver for a couple weekends or uh, just wait tables for a weekend. I'll give you some good material too. I've heard Uber drivers. I mean, I've talked to, I generally, I have friends who are like, like really, they're almost addicted to Uber. Like, it's like you have a car. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, but they're they're like, no, it's Uber. And I'm like, I, I just don't, you know, I I don't know. Like, I, I if I'm with somebody, fine. But I just don't. I don't know. Maybe it's because I just I'm afraid of 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 being molested. So I mean, <laughs> like, I, just don't, I don't want anything. I, I'm, I, you know, I I don't call them myself. But when my, I've gotten in with my friends, it's like I've talked to some Uber drivers, and really usually. 
it's generally like it's generally people who are really should have better jobs and they <laughs> just you know whatever their company downsized something happened it's really like it, it really is the um the top of the line um um you know a, a crummy job if uh you so to speak because uh you know uber drivers are usually decent people sure usually but i'll probably run into the worst one so that's why <laughs> You know, I, I I I don't know why I trust other cab drivers, but yeah, <laughs> some reason they do. Yeah. Um, what's what's one of your favorite uh, things about being a comedian, and and the worst part? I think you mentioned earlier the favorite was just getting uh, people to laugh at your jokes. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I I think the the favorite thing is um, you know, being able to do something that I really, I really do love doing it um and and i really enjoy the, the the whole challenge of it like the type of thing that like you know like michael jordan used to say it's like i would be i would still play basketball if i wasn't getting paid hmm. and it's like i still feel like i would still have to do this you know it, it, you know inside i would have to go and perform and i would have to you know do this to craft uh, this art form hmm. even if i wasn't being paid for it which i still want paid Sure. Yeah. Let's be clear. If you want to get but, paid, but of course it is a perk. But <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it, it really is. I, I love I, you know doing mm-hmm. something that that you know you would otherwise do anyway. It, it, that is really a great thing to do uh, in life in general. Um, my least <laughs> favorite thing is is travel. Yeah. Um, I I I just you know I uh, I'm a father now. Yeah. Um, my my uh, thanks. My. Uh, um, my wife and I, we have a two year old daughter and, you know, it, it's just, it's just, I wish they somebody would invent teleporting, you know, <laughs> can't science get on that, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like, if I, if I could, if I could do what I do every night and then hmm. come home and sleep in the same, in my, my own bed, that would be really, really great. But otherwise I don't have that many complaints. So, yeah. uh, it's just the travel. I think that's hard for us because we just go, you know, down to the comedy zone and then we watch and then we go back home. But we don't think of like what their schedules <laughs> right, are and yeah. what they have to do. So yeah, right, definitely right, right. That. We're going back to a hotel room with mm-hmm. with some fast food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a podcast that you do uh, with your wife, and that's a monthly yeah. podcast, right? Yeah. Well, we're we're we kind of got lazy on it for a while, especially with with the baby being around because like it was just hard to coordinate because we do it from home. Mm. Um, but it was hard to find like a time when either if she was awake, she wanted constant attention. And if she was asleep, you better shut the hell up. So, <laughs> um, we, uh, we couldn't really find time to do this. We, we kind of had a lapse there where we didn't do it for a while, but now we're doing it again every month because, uh, we're doing like a live stream, like, mm. like a video podcast of it. Cause, uh, we're, um, we're also, you know, using it to promote caplets and uh, also the um, I have a, a, a promotional trailer that we finally finished for my animated yeah. show online. So, yeah, you saw that today. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So tell us a little bit about the cartoon comedian. Oh, cartoon, uh, cartoon comic. Comic, um, sorry. It's, but I guess it could be cartoon comedian. If somebody wants to somebody wants to back the show and call it cartoon comedian. <laughs> but, um, Sponsored by Southern Fried uh, Philosophy. Right, right. It, it's uh, it, it basically is. I mean, if you had a, if you wanted a log line for it, it would be, I guess, uh, Louis meets Family Guy. 
Um, okay. You know, or, or, or you know, I've, my favorite show all the time is The Simpsons, as I think mm. it is for a lot of people. Um, but uh, The Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad, all those, King of the Hill. I, I mean, I love these mm-hmm. shows. I mean, I love animation. And basically what I wanted to do was I've always wanted to do a show where I could, you know, basically um, illustrate everything that my comedy that I do on stage, you know, in a, in a more, uh, I guess, grandiose form where mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a show instead of just me talking. Uh, and Louis show, Louis CK's show, if you've seen it, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it really is. I don't watch live action. My wife had to twist my arm to watch it a few years ago. <laughs> And it, it really, um, it's a really brilliant thing that he did where he basically captured what a stand-up comedian show should be, which is, it's not about, like, all these, like, wacky characters that are, you know, that, that they invent and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the whole, it's, it's, it really is about, I woke up today and dot, dot, dot. Mm. And that's really what a comedian's <laughs> life is. That's what yeah. you talk about on stage. It's like basically what the what happens from my perspective. But my comedy is essentially um, it's cartoonish it, it, because I, I like to, you know, my point of view is very exaggerated and it's very um, it, it gets crazy at times. And I, I think animation, I mean, not only do I love watching it myself, but it really is. I've always thought it's the the best medium for comedy because mm. you can go absolutely anywhere yeah, with it. Makes sense. So I basically just want to want to want to tell my story, you know, my life about me, my wife, my my daughter, and our two dogs who just happen to talk because hey, it's a cartoon. <laughs> so right. um, it's uh, so it's just it's a it's our life in a very very. Um, you know, it's comical, uh, animated, uh, sense. And that's, nice. that's what makes it so fun. So it's going to be, you know, stay, I want to have stand up segments just like, you know, uh, on Louis show, but, but now cap the character, the main character in the show is basically sort of my alter ego. So okay. he, he does stand up and he's, he's, I think the first ever, you know, animated stand up comedian. Um, who actually does material and uh, does, you know, you could watch this guy's set or listen to this guy's set right. and it'd be the same thing. It's it's really stand-up comedy done by a cartoon character. Nice. And uh, so it, it I'm, I've been working on it for three years and Holy I just want to, I just, I just, you know, this, besides my real baby, this is my baby. So <laughs> I, um, my professional uh, baby. So, so you, yeah, you I, mean to I, tell me Tosh can get a commercial or get a cartoon and you can't? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it, it's it helps when you're it helps when you have a an already successful show, you <laughs> right. know. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, I I I hope I get the same opportunity because the trailer itself cost me enough money that I need. <laughs> Kickstarter uh, animation is not cheap, and I can't draw for anything. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I do need uh, somebody to help me bring it to life. Which sure. the guys that I did recruit for, um, you know, they're essentially, you know, they're they're an they're amateur animators, but they did. I thought they did a yeah, they did a good job. job yeah, yeah. And uh, um, I, I, you know, it's actually their first animation job. <laughs> and, wow. Um, 
they actually built a computer to do this. That's how. That's Holy yeah. Cow. That's the type of people I find. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they, um, they really did a fantastic job, and I really hope you know me and my wife and them. I mean, my wife does her own voice. My daughter, at this point, at least in the trailer, does her own voice. Um, uh-huh. And uh, you know, she only says "puppy." But, <laughs> or huppy actually <laughs> but it, it, that's how she said puppy anyway but it's uh it it really is something i really would love to keep this you know team together to, to move forward sure. uh because i think we work really well together and i hope we i just yeah i have a bunch of scripts written i'm ready to go with it man i'm nice. really excited about start it. start you cool. start you a gofundme oh yeah i bet you but people jump yeah. on it. They like the GoFundMe arts segment, or I think I think it's the ones that kind of yeah. uh, take What's off. That? So uh, anything, if you look under, under GoFundMe, you see a lot of the art projects. I mean, like I think one woman did something with like bras and earned six hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You know, just to display a bras. <laughs> Good night. So, yeah. So yeah, jo- and, and we're we're thinking about that. You know, route if you know all other routes. You know, don't pay off. Yeah, so ki- yeah, Kickstarter to you. Yeah last ditch effort yeah. <clears throat> understand yeah yeah of course well you know i mean and it might be the best it might be the best option too sure actually, to keep it independent you know, yeah. and that way nobody's nobody's meddling with your stuff that's right so you know we'll, we'll just we, we're trying to figure out what the best route is at this point but uh i'm just glad that we actually have something to show people and that it's out there so you know john caparulo what is it uh Cap, youtube.com slash caparulo caplets it's on there Okay, we uh, we'll put a link out yeah. there. We need to it. we need to get you in ch- touch with a Chinese investor. Those guys are buying up all the movie theaters or movie uh, studios now. So maybe that's what you need to do, do, do is find a Chinese exactly. investor. Exactly, and they wouldn't even they wouldn't have any idea how to meddle with the script or anything. <laughs> so, well, they're, they're like, I don't know. Just 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 go make your show, and you know. Yeah, and, just and do your thing. Check. Yeah, it'd be great. Fantastic. <laughs> so, John, I, I admit, anytime we have, uh, like, I'm familiar with your senior specials. Uh, but you kind of want to know more about the man behind the, the comedy. And so mm-hmm. I, I admit I do this with a lot of people. I, I have to say mm-hmm. is I'll, I'll, I'll Google your name. And then one of the suggestive searches is John mm-hmm. Caparulo's wife. So mm-hmm. out, of, out of curiosity, I click and I'm like, how do these comics keep getting these women? I'm like, did I miss my <laughs> co- I, I, If I could go back, if I had a teleporter or a time machine, I'd probably go punch my guidance counselor's face. <laughs> For uh, not not telling me about this line of work, because uh, Larry the Cable Guy, Smoking Hot Wife, mm-hmm. uh, several other comics I follow, Smoking Hot Wife. So, how do you do it? I'm, I'm just uh, give me some dating well, advice, just in case I decide to leave my wife. <laughs> so that's the question you come up with. <laughs> that's a long way to say that, but yeah. Me personally, uh, it, 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 I always say TV helps. <laughs> like I never I sincerely never understand why good looking dudes try comedy like what are you doing like, <laughs> you don't need to be funny you know, I mean, yeah John, John I, Stamos doesn't need to do comedy exactly exactly <laughs> just stand there alright you'll be fine and, uh, I mean for me it's uh, you know Chelsea lately was huge because mm. not only did it get me a, a lot more exposure but it really got me a lot of exposure to to women because yeah. women were the core audience of that show. Yeah, right, so my right. audience just 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 like quadrupled really from that show because 
women were now aware of this guy who normally they'd be like, ew, poop jokes. But I mean, <laughs> you know, that now they, 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 you know, they know me from Chelsea lately. So it's like all of a sudden, like they, they gave me a chance, you know, yeah. to, to like hear my comedy. And so I, I got fans from that. And that's what, you know, my wife, Jamie, she just, you know, she just watched that show with a huge fan of Chelsea Handler still is. And it's like, you know, she just, she's like, Oh my God. The guy from Chelsea lately. <laughs> so now she's like, "Oh my God, you're here again!" But uh, you know, that's seven years down the road. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But we, uh, yeah, it just um, it, it happened really um, quickly. I mean, when you, it's amazing, you know, because all this like stupid stuff you go through with, you know, girls and 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 stupid relationship. Where you're like, oh, does she like me? I don't know what she's like. There's. When you find the right person, yeah. it's none of that. Like it's just like, look, I'm gonna fart around you. Right? <laughs> that's what I do. And she's like, all right, fine. I mean, it's annoying, but I still love you. And that's what that's what that's what's beautiful about it. Hey, so my, my, guys my, out my... there who are still looking, trust me, it it gets better. It gets better, man. You'll find the right one. Trust me, know. my wife will Dutch oven me any time quicker than I can. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. My wife thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I mean, she sounds. She, I mean, her smell like she needs like some sort of medical attention. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what are you doing? And, and she's just laughing. I mean, but when I do it, oh yeah, we're getting a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If you look that, if you look that smell up on w, uh, WebMD, you might have 16 or 17 different diseases. Mm. Oh, I. She made me go to a doctor where I looked at all my food allergies. <laughs> and stuff and uh you know found out i was like one of the like i'm allergic to like basically everything that i eat and, <laughs> um, and i and i and one of them was gluten of course and i mean i i you know i i so i was like okay we'll try to cut out gluten we, we'd say gluten free pizza and and gluten free gluten-free mac and cheese after gluten-free mac and cheese i just decided you know what I don't think I'm allergic to gluten anymore. So, um, we're just gonna we're just gonna act like that didn't happen, and uh, we're just gonna keep on, gonna keep on moving because <laughs> uh, that's like yeah, it was, that's like glue with cheese on it. That's terrible. So no, not no, not I'm good. Not, doing that. not good. Yeah, I made it this long. I'm fine. Sure. I, I, we're we're rocking some gluten. Cap, um, one question I have is you you went to Chelsea uh, lately. It, was there a moment at, at some point where you like, holy crap, I've arrived to whatever destination you thought you were going to be at with fame and, and, and things like that? Has, have you had that or you're still waiting for that moment to be like, ah, I've arrived? I am still. I, I still look at it. I'm still um, waiting. I, you know, I'm, I always say the mountain gets higher, longer, or faster than you can climb it. Um, because you, you're, you know, if I had thought that I would be maybe here, you know, when I first started mm -hmm. in comedy, I'd be like, oh, that's so awesome. But it's like your goals, you know, they get, they get bigger, um, mm -hmm. you know, as, as, and, you know, and, and more unachievable, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they get and more expensive when it comes to animation, but it's <laughs> sure. like, you know, it really does, you know, I've always wanted to do something that I felt like, you know, I mean, like I said before, money's fine, but I really wanted to leave some sort of mark on this art that I really, mm. really have loved since I was a kid. And um, so, you know, when I, you know, like if cartoon comics uh, actually, you know, goes where I think it can go, then I'm good. 
you know, then I'll be mm-hmm. like, I've, I've arrived, I've, whatever, I've gotten to where I got. And I, I, I just still, I just feel like, you know, in general, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I really haven't gotten to, you know, the place I want to be. Mm. If fame itself is something that like, you know, I mean, I, I don't claim to be in any way, I don't even want to use the word famous, but I, I guess maybe known, <laughs> notable. I don't know. I mean, I think you're famous. Yeah. Oh, thanks, but it's you know. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I can still, I can still go to the store. You know, <laughs> people are as long as I don't say anything or wear a hat, I'm good. You know? gotcha. really you're famous, but, just um, not Justin Bieber famous. Right, right, right. Which that's what we all strive to do. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> But no, I, I think famous is. It, it, I think when you first start out in any sort of artistic, especially, I mean, I only know about comedy, but when you start out in comedy, you know, fame is something that's a goal of yours. Even mm-hmm. if you don't vocalize it, it's something that's like, I want to be famous someday because, you know, I'm going to show everybody who slighted me, you know, <laughs> when I was younger or whatever. And it, you really do, um, you know, it is sort of a drive to basically get you out there, but it goes away pretty quickly because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, because you realize that it's not something that's going to be anytime soon, you know, and, and it's something that you really have to really care about the craft itself. And then once you get to famous, I mean, just even the little bit of famous that I am, I mean, I love that people come to my shows to see me specifically mm-hmm. instead of just showing up like, yeah, who's the headliner? Uh, I never heard of him, whatever. You know, I mean, so that's that is a plus. But you know, I'm somebody. It's like I wasn't really. I, I guess I wasn't really groomed for fame because I was mm-hmm. really, you know, like most comedians, I was just a face in the hallway in in high school and stuff like that. Nobody knew who I was, so mm-hmm. nobody cared. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's sort of sort of like you know now when it's like you know people are say you know either they recognize me somewhere in public or they're really excited to see me or want to take a picture or they want to they want to talk trash on, on me on online <laughs> or something like that like it really is like it's weird it's something that i'm like oh man i don't need this crap yeah. <laughs> i just want to do what i do and and, and sure. then go you know go home hmm. and uh I, I i it's it's something that like it's almost like it's a it's a side effect almost of of you know really doing yeah. what you know doing this doing comedy you know rather than a um a, a bonus you know it yeah. just is what it is i love having fans i love having people who like what i do that's awesome mm-hmm. i just it's just a lot of you know it's just a lot of annoyances that uh you know, but the, the positives far outweigh the negatives. So it's like, whatever, you know, but I'll always find something to complain about. <laughs> That's part of your job, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what's your opinion right now? Uh, I think for the past what, four or five years, you kind of really have heard a a yelling in the in the echo chambers of people crying, decrying, uh, excuse me, decrying comedians and kind of unpolitical correctness. So. Has that affected your comedy? What's your kind of view on that as far as having to taper or uh, censor yourself, self-censor for people that may be mm-hmm. too sensitive, I guess? So. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that it's um, something that, you know, stand-up comedy and comedy clubs, 
and just that you know that forum is really and I've, and I'm probably not the first person you've heard said this, this is the last bastion of free speech. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's the it's the cuz comics it's our job. We have to be able to you know to use a cliche tell it like it is. We have to be able to point out truth and and then and and and, and get under it and sort of because that's what makes comedy fun and funny mm-hmm. if we if we all ignore the elephant in the room you know about anything then you know we're really not doing our job we're just sort of it's all a waste of time for everybody i mean and that doesn't mean you have to be rude or 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 deliberately offensive sure. it just means that that you know you need to be able to express yourself freely now that, like I said, that means that you know there are only a certain number of people on this planet who are capable of manipulating the language and 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 basically able to 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 do this art form in such a way that is funny and not a you know and 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 edgy and at the same time inoffensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is something that you you have to be good at, but it, it still. Those people who can do that should be able to do that without, you know, fear of of this, you know, this whole, you know, uh, mob mentality. Social justice warrior. Yeah. It's like, man, you know, especially when it's at a comedy club, like the woman who threw the glass at me that night, like, you know. I didn't come to her house and start saying this stuff. <laughs> right. I, 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 you know, I'm, and, and plus, uh, you know, well, like I said to her when I was on stage, I'm like, am I the, do you, would you think I invented anti-Trump humor? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean I, I, I wasn't the first guy that night. I mean, the first guy that night to say anything about Trump uh, that I remember, I mean, I remember Arsenio Hall went on two comics before I did. And he uh, he was making anti-Trump jokes, saying that like he was on The Apprentice, and even he's scared. And <laughs> it was like, I mean, he, he was he was making fun of him too. And it's just like I I just I, I just couldn't believe it. It's like you know you have to be able to you know when you're at a comedy club, you came into our house essentially, right. our domain, our world where we're you know we're allowed to do comedy, and if if it's not good or if it's, you know, it doesn't, you know, the, the crowd's allowed to, of course, not laugh True. or, you know, if you, even if they get to a point where they boo or something, whatever. But, you know, it's between me and the, you know, I guess the comedy club owner or whatever, right. you know, who, how, you know, if I'm going to perform again or whatever. And it's like, if, if I've, if I've gotten to this point, where I'm on this particular stage and I have this sort of stage, I probably earned it. And um, those people really need to recognize that and 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 stop taking it upon themselves to police um, just just free expression. One of our, our sayings on the show is just common sense is a superpower. And if you're in a comedy club, I'm just going to say you might want to pull out that common sense superpower and, and use it. I mean, we're supposed to make jokes and we're supposed to laugh, right? So, I mean, yes. good night, y'all. Exactly. Stop being well, so I mean, when you walk into a comedy club, you need to recognize there are going to be things said that you may not agree with. <laughs> <laughs> that, you, that you might that, – that might be – you know, might might be you know be sensitive, whatever triggers for you. Hmm. That might happen. Okay, that's something that you're going to have to 
recognizing you have to take that risk as you enter the comedy club because that's just the reality of the situation. I mean, I remember one night I was, uh, I don't know if you know Neil Brennan, uh, mm-hmm. really great, uh, really funny guy, one of the uh, co-creators of the Chappelle Show, one of the funniest comics really I've seen in a long time. Um, he, uh, uh, you know, he did a, he was doing a bit, um, a few years back when I was at the comedy store and, um, I was waiting to go, I was on next and he was doing a bit that I'd seen him do a bunch of times at that point, but it was brilliant. And it was basically involving him singing rap lyrics with his headphones on and using the N word because he was singing along with the song. Oh, no. And, um, and, 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 you know, also that, you know, he had, uh, 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 you know, black friends and they gave him license or whatever. It was, I didn't do it okay. But it, it, whatever it was, it was so well done because there, there are a lot of comics, myself included that wish we could really, um, you know, cause that's such an ugly, it's, a, it's just the worst word that we have in the language. And it's like to actually do a bit that actually incorporates that and is able to be so funny that it overwhelms whatever offensive triggers that it involves. Mm. And he did. And it, it was so good. And I'm sure it's on its special or whatever, if you want to check it out. But he, he did. He, he was doing the bit one night and I was waiting to go on. And he started into that bit. And he, the first time he said the N-word, he he just, this woman in back, just, you know, who, who happened to be black, she was, she just goes, no. And went, and he's like, no, wait, hold on. Just, just listen to me for a second. She's like, no. And it was like, what, what, what the hell? <laughs> and like, he, she just was like, no, look, the whole show's got to stop. The whole thing's got to, you're not going to say that word. I don't care what you do with it. I don't care what your, your artistic sort of, you know, it, it, little skit is about it or whatever. I don't work. You're not going to say it. And, and, and Neil ended up backing off and not doing that mm-hmm. bit. And I really was, it really bothered me a lot because I was mm-hmm. like, man, that's terrible. There's just one person, one person. Cause there were other black people in the room. It was like, that's just that one black person said, no, you, you can't, you can't say that. I don't care what you say, what else you say. You're not going to say that. And she basically dictated what everybody else got to see is in, in, in that show. Yeah. And I just thought, man, that sucks. That really does suck because it's like, you can't just have these, you know, this one person, that one person, she's in the back row. She could have gotten up and <laughs> right. walked out during his set and said, okay, everybody else listen to that bit. Fine. But no, my, you know, my triggers and my feelings, they are going to affect everybody today. Yeah. And it's like, man, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You just, you just, you shouldn't be able to do that. And, you know, I remember, I think Neil told me that he went out, he talked to her outside afterward and, and, and they, you know, they, they cleared everything up and they were fine. I was like, man, it mm-hmm. sucks though. That just, you know, they, 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 because that, that is supposed to be a, a safe haven for comedy you know, to, to grow and to develop and to, to be expressed. And it just, it's, it's the political correctness thing, man. It's really, um, just, it's dangerous. Man. Yeah. Really and there's, there's very few people out there that probably would actually stick through that and actually just keep going. I guess one 
com- comedian. Yeah. I would, com- one comedian I, I think of that would do it would probably Lisa Lampanelli. She she has a lot of the the bits on her 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 specials and stuff like that. But the- right, right, maybe you know. I mean, because I you know, but still, like I know her and I know you know. I know myself. I I wouldn't because I just be like I don't need because then you're really you know with comedy it's like you know like when I deal with somebody who's heckling or just talking or being annoying and I said it's like you know I hate having to go and yell at that person or whatever and 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 sort of you know do my thing and and basically you know beat them up with mm-hmm. verbally like I did that woman with the glass it's like mm-hmm. you know because you know if that person stays you know it's just you just feel like it really just it, it just drained every bit of, of fun out of the room. Mm-hmm. So then it's like your next line damn well better be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's or, right. or 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 you're not justified in standing up for yourself. And that's what it is. It's like it's sort of like Neil's in that situation that night and it's like, okay, no, no, wait, let me finish. And it's like if 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 he does finish and it doesn't go as as well as it did any other time or it should have then you know that person is is right and you just feel like this just this negative energy coming at you and it's really hard to 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 battle through as a comic when you're really trying to you know because there's a whole room of people and you're trying to you know get those people to laugh and 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 you know relate and and just it's it's supposed to be a good time and uh Man, it, it just it just it it sucks. It really sucks. So <laughs> my opinion is thumbs down on that. <laughs> You're gonna unlike that, huh? They, <laughs> yeah. they pop the uh, the fun zone bubble. I understand yeah, it's hard exactly. to hard to get that inflated again. Um, <clears throat> one question I have: What who's like one of your favorite comedians now, and, and maybe why that person is? My favorite comedians now. Um... Let's see here. Uh, well, Neil Brennan. I just mentioned mm, Neil yeah. Brennan. I thought I think he's great. Um, I, uh, I, I, Al Madrigal. I thought was uh, I've always thought was really great. I haven't seen him in a while, but he's really funny. Bill Burr is probably, um, I would say he's probably the the, the funniest comic I've seen at this point. I mean, he really is. He, you know, because sometimes you see a comic and they just, you know it's just when they, they it's just sort of like when material and and individual meet and they you know they just hit that that crescendo of like the perfect spot for them and that's that's him it's just he's really yeah. you know he's taken because he was always a funny guy but when he just he hit, he hit brilliance in the past you know decade or whatever and yeah. i i think he's great um he's not know, politically he, correct I think he's great <laughs> Uh, what's that? I said he's definitely not politically correct. <laughs> no, no, he's not, and that's that's part of why. It's I mean, brilliant. You yeah. know, I mean, and and well, and Chappelle, like I mentioned, I mean, I, Chappelle just hey, he's just beyond uh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill Cosby's funny too. <laughs> 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 to, to be honest, that's yeah. just, you know, let's, yeah. let's, let's, uh, yeah, uh, never mind all the uh, ridiculous allegations, but the um, <laughs> you know he's uh it's just one of the great. No, yeah. one, of the, one of the. I mean, his special uh, himself. You know, oh, yeah. Still one of the. Oh, yeah. Still one of the most hilarious sets. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Oh, I mean, when a guy is really that, uh, that, that comfortable and confident with himself that he could, because the way he was able to just set up 
jokes and draw out those stories for a long time. Like, because there are a lot of people, like myself included, where it's like I'm a, I'm kind of like you know Mike Tyson fights, where it's like you know like I don't want I don't want the the audience to have a chance to breathe. So I'm just like I'm just like <laughs> laugh 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 and. Uh, you know, he just took his time mm-hmm. real, real cool about just how he, you know, said so he's like, I know this is funny. I know I'm funny. I know this is going to work. So just, we'll just mm-hmm. all have a real nice walk with Bill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, it sounds bad now. Uh, <laughs> Your vision it, is blurry. It's just, it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, great, great. Comment. Wow. Well, um, we do a game here that we call 10 and 1, so we're going to ask you 10 questions and see if you can get them in under a minute. Would you be willing to, to play that one real quick? Okay. All right. All right, so here we go. Uh, Captain Crunch or Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Captain Crunch. Favorite motivational quote? Uh, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos or Doritos? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorita. Favorite venue that you've gone to? I would have to be uh, um, Hilarities in Cleveland. Who would you rather spoon, John C. Riley or John Stamos? Um, Stamos, I guess. <laughs> can I can I just abstain? I <laughs> I'll let you pass. It's prison. <laughs> favorite cartoon as a kid? Uh, favorite cartoon as a kid? Simpsons don't count because I was a kid, so. I'll go with uh, 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 the Flintstones. Okay. Uh, Chelsea Handler or Chelsea Clinton? Handler, come on. I said Handler. Dream vacation locale? A dream vacation at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pro or against chocolate milk? Oh, I'm totally pro chocolate milk. All right. Last question is, what is your spirit food? Spirit food. Oh, I guess that would have to be string cheese. <laughs> wow. <laughs> never had a string cheese. <laughs> That's fantastic. I never would have pulled string cheese out. So, John, uh, so John, you're coming to Charlotte here next mm-hmm. week yeah. uh, for a show. Yeah. Um, give us the Not give us the details on that. It'll be uh, that? give us the give us the details on that for our listeners here. Oh, I, I, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be in Charlotte for I think this is. Uh, Third or fourth time I've done the uh, venue, maybe third. I'm not there enough. Uh, I mean, I connect there all the time, but I'm not there <laughs> to uh, actually do a show enough. But um, yeah, that uh, that room is it's a it's comedy zone, right? I'm not, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, that room has got a really, really if you haven't been there, phenomenal comedy vibe. Very mm-hmm. low ceilings, mm-hmm. you know. Um, um, just uh, it, it, it's almost like. You feel like it's almost like a smoky atmosphere, even though it's not smoking. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just got that really nice, dark, um, edgy feel that's really great for comedy. So if you haven't seen a show there, I highly recommend it. And if you want to see mine there, I recommend it even highlier. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, come on and check it out. Nice. It'll be uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Comedy Zone Charlotte. You go to cltcomedyzone.com to buy tickets there. So very cool. John, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And once oh, you... thank you guys for having me. Very good time. Go ahead and give out your website and any social media uh, handles that you want people to follow you on. Um, if you can spell John Caparulo, <laughs> you are good to go. Uh, J-O-H-N-C-A-P-A-R-U-L-O. Uh, that's anything like Twitter, uh, Facebook, 
and I, uh, my wife's the one who who does it, so they, they don't expect jokes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but there, I'm also uh, youtube.com slash Caparulo Caplets. Check out Cartoon Comic, please. Uh, we're trying to get uh, a lot of uh, views and, and hopefully some thumbs up on that one because uh, that is uh, a really big deal to us. We love that sure. uh, that project. So, um, And uh, Domestic Disputes is our, uh, is our monthly podcast. We just recorded one recently, so we'll have another one next month. I think that's all of them. Awesome. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you so Thanks, much. John. Guys, we appreciate you always tuning in to each and every episode. Uh, please make sure you go to uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, give us a review. Uh, subscribe. Also, go to our email, our social media accounts on Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy, at Twitter and uh, Instagram at SFP Radio. And you can also find us on the interwebs at SouthernFriedPhilosophy.com. Uh, big on what you got. Uh, the offer for the dollar, if for each review, still stands. <laughs> I don't know how we'll pay it off, but I'll do it. We'll, we'll figure it out. So, uh, also, pre- please check out our guest uh, social media sites tonight mm-hmm. and and uh, interact with them. And hopefully, we'll maybe see you at the comedy show next week. Yeah, you know, or this an- week. Sorry. <laughs> Another thing you could do is just uh, give John a, uh, a shout out. Say, hey, we heard you on Southern Fried Philosophy. That'd be awesome. I'm Perfect. Sure you, I'm sure you enjoy that. And uh, as always, keep looking up. Hey, everybody, it's John Caparulo, and you are listening to the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. I, I can't stress enough how good that is, okay? I mean, anything that's Southern Pride has got to be fantastic, all right? Now it's philosophy. I mean, it's like it's like smart, but it's fatty. You guys got you, – you'll love this. You'll love it. Just keep listening.